Welcome to You Are Loved in Christ. Speaker, Tijuana L. Canders. Today's topic, visible fruit. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching, show integrity, dignity. Titus, second chapter, seven verse. For Christians, it is not only important to know the word of God, but to put it into practice on a daily basis intentionally. We are to set the example, even through criticism from the world. The world is watching and learning. People in the world have a positive expectation that Christians will be different in some ways because they believe in God. So when the world sees a Christian doing contrary from their walk of faith, the world becomes disappointed, distrusting Christianity. Many of us have often heard someone on the brink of coming to Christ back away because of seeing lukewarm behavior from the body of Christ. The actions from the world towards us shows just how influential we are as Christians in the kingdom of God and community. We have created exceptions for ourselves that we can behave one way behind closed doors, another yet in public and in church. Typically, the behavior behind closed doors would be significantly different from the behavior given to the public. Only now the behaviors are just as fluently the same in public as behind closed doors. Respect is no longer extended to protect the heart of those who are looking to learn from church community. Our anguish, biases, prejudices are being watched by the world, and the world is enlarging itself in a great decline of morals and values. We have set our leadership on back burners to follow the world instead of leading with courage, effective constructive criticism, and commitment. The world has now strengthened to teach the church instead of the church strengthening to teach and lead the world. Does God still reign fully in your community? If he does, it should show strong in all your actions. We must give God free reign to strengthen us in attacks and celebration and be ready in season and out of season to be the example. We are to preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. 2 Timothy 4, 4th chapter, 2nd verse. Even in celebration, we must be alert because it is during these times that we are at our weakest and relaxed with our guards down. We must be spiritually ready and armor ready to set the example for the community. Therefore, we must place the armor of God on, walk in the fruits of the Spirit, and renew our minds daily to accomplish being the example. Romans 12, chapter 2nd verse states, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Ephesians 6, chapter 11 verse states, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. But this fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5th chapter 22nd verse to 23rd verse. Renew your mind, put on your armor, and walk in the fruits exactly in that order continuously every day. The power of God in Christianity bears much fruit to present us as the change for community. As we consider ourselves to follow the example of Christ, 
We must consider ourselves to keep the example by walking in daily commitment. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Ephesians 5th chapter 1st verse. We must be imitators of Christ and imitators of those who are aligned correctly in obedience and community. 1 Corinthians 11 chapter 1st verse states, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Further, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Philippians 3rd chapter 17 verse. Further, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity and dignity. Titus 2nd chapter 7 verse. Others will give glory to God because of the light that shines through you. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Math, that comes from Matthew 5th chapter 16 verse. Our level of seeking God through prayer, praise, obedience, and love will increase as we deepen ourselves in returning back to our first love. Then and only then will we be equipped to strengthen communities as we had before. Just as a woman does not want to be in submission to a man who is not submitted to God first, neither do communities want to be in submission to the church who has a problem with submitting to one another. Lack of submission means an abundance of selfishness lingering somewhere along with pride at the door. We are not called to a selfish nature but only to genuinely act out the love of Jesus Christ. Selfishness towards one another hinders community, both emotionally and mentally. Most of us only extend unselfish acts towards one another while in a clique. Fortunately, God's kingdom is not about a clique, but a community. Selfishness leads to exalting oneself, which leads to the spirit of pride. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty, spirit, a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, chapter 1st verse. Lucifer was the first one to demonstrate selfishness and fell because of pride. Isaiah 14, chapter 12, verse to 14 verse. Cain's selfishness led to anger and pride and eventually the death of his brother Abel by his own hands. Found in Genesis 4, chapter 8, verse to 9 verse. Eradicate selfishness out of yourselves and your church communities. Our selfishness will eradicate you along with this sister pride. The less selfish we are, the more individuals will be more open to the gospel of Jesus Christ and build trust in community. As new creatures in Christ, striving to overcome selfish tendencies, it is evident that we should be involved in stimulating one another towards righteousness and self-sacrifice. What a... What a wonderful blessing it is to be in the midst of those who hold our welfare foremost in their hearts. We are to encourage one another, to be exhorters to one another. None of God's people are so strong that we can stand alone and not have need of fellowship with our brethren. When you love each other fully with agape love, it promotes not only the unity of purpose, but also the practice of unselfishness. We are then able to be the example for communities, besides our own, to display love. It may not seem that our intentions are being noticed, but they are. We have the promise from God that whatever we sow, we will reap. There are many ways to give when you sow. Sowing to community through the love of Jesus in order to be an example to many in community 
will only give back and harvest of blessings and reverence to church community. Luke 6, chapter 38, verse states, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over, and poured into your lap. The amounts you give will determine the amounts you get back. Ask God to humble you, season you, and to remove selfishness out of your life. God is faithful. Human experience is always derived from self-awareness, awareness, self-determination, and our environments. Your will is your self-determination, but we must also keep in mind that once we have come to Christ, that we are a free person, but we also, we have become the slave of Christ. 1 Corinthians 7, chapter 22nd verse states, For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's free person. Similarly, the one who was free when called is Christ's slave. It is no longer our will that we must follow, but the will of Christ. Which means, following the will of Christ is God's grace to us. The moment our transformation takes place, the strength of God begins to take place in our lives. Our self-determination comes from the self-determination and strength of God. Therefore, we must allow God to have first place in discovering who we are, our plans in life, and our trials in life. When you look back over your life, do you perceive a consistent thread? This thread should model the characteristics of Jesus. We are not ourselves, but of the Lord. Most people view their behavior as determined by their environments. Psychologist Albert Bandura defines self-efficacy as one's belief in one's ability to succeed in specific situations. Confidence is a general strength of belief. On the other hand, self-efficacy is the belief in one's capabilities to achieve something specific. You're an achiever in community, in individuality, your trials and circumstances. Sense of self-efficacy plays a major role in how individuals approach goals, complete tasks, and challenges. The theory of self-efficacy lies at the center of social cognitive behavior. Founder Albert Bandura, which emphasizes the role of observational learning and social experience in the development of personality. Individuals are contributors and agents to their life circumstances and not just products of them. Our environments affect us, but we are also contributors to our environments because of our self-perceptions. How we process events matters. This is why God's kingdom is based off of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse. Our faith and the truth of God's word should outweigh our thoughts and doubt, including wrong perceptions. Self-reactions to one's performance can be motivating or negative, depending how you perceive your level of goals. Placing the mind of Christ on daily pushes away wrong perceptions and we begin to adapt the thoughts of God towards us in our lives. As contributors, we control over we have control over who, what, when, and where we project and what we project into our environments or take from them. We have a choice. 
and free will to remove ourselves from unhealthy surroundings and to change wrong mindsets. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Psalms, first chapter, first verse to second verse. We have the power to remove ourselves from unnecessary stress so that we may guard our hearts to increase inward love and self and community. This is how we establish solid, healthy foundations in Christian community and relationships and implement firm, unconditional love in the lives of others. Solid self-efficacy and individuality bring strength to the presence of self-efficacy and community groups. If you are not strong, you cannot strengthen others. The Bible defines self-efficacy through scripture. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23rd chapter 7 verse. Self-efficacy determines your general level of self-confidence. You strengthen your self-efficacy and self-confidence by renewing your mind in the word of God and faith. When you are aware of what God says about you, this builds your self-confidence high and your ability to complete goals with victory. Bandura gave four processes of goal realization which have an effect on motivation and goal attainment. Self-observation. Observing oneself can inform and motivate. You are to observe yourself, know where you are, and know who you are so that you can then perform better and create environments that you want to be in and to edify the body of Christ. Self-evaluation compares an individual's current performance with a desired performance or goal. We have one level of where we're at, but we are to project where we need to be. Self-reaction. Reactions to one's performances can be motivating with this feeling of self-efficacy to continue on if the goal was failed. You can fail, but when you have self-determination through self-efficacy and whatever you think in your heart you are, if you believe that you can succeed, you will. You can persevere. You can retract and you can remaster a goal and succeed and persevere. You can have the victory. And self-efficacy is the fourth process. Self-judgment of one's ability to complete a task. You are your greatest encourager and criticizer. According to what you think and say about yourself, then that is what shall be. The Bible scripturally also tells us on how we are to handle relationships in our environments and how we are to handle our self-observations, self-evaluations, self-reactions, and self-efficacy in our lives. Jesus Christ was the greatest social learning theorist who taught through observational learning and social cognition. He would often sit with his disciples around him, coaching them through parables about life. The disciples' observations, evaluations, reactions, and efficacy of the self were challenged, and Jesus urged the disciples and other followers towards correction to change them immediately if they were not where they should be in line at the moment or encouraged the disciples when they had discerned properly and were correct. When Jesus walked on water is a perfect example of observational learning through social cognition. This can be found 
out of Matthew 14 chapter 25th verse through 32nd verse. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter put down, got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water, is the observational learning. Verse 29. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus, signified Peter's level of faith to accomplish the task. For his miracle. Verses 30 through 33 is Peter's self reaction, which shows was not one of so high self efficacy or, or continual faith to complete the task. Peter had learned to step out of the boat on the water, but he had not yet learned through ob- observing Jesus the significance of remaining in faith and the confidence of God to complete seemingly impossible goals. Our self-observation, self-evaluation, self-reactions, and self-efficacy in our lives, and whether we are productive in life goals, all have to do with our level of faith. Whether we try again, have healthy perceptions through self-observations, or how we respond or regroup through our self-reactions and self-evaluations, all have to do with faith. We have to change our mindsets and the only way to change them is through faith. We must speak what the word of God has to say about our observations, reactions, evaluations, and self-efficacy as individuals and in church community. Paul praised the Thessalonians for becoming imitators of the disciples and of the Lord. First Thessalonians, first chapter, six verse. The imitation of Christ is to humbly love one another through altruism and the building of self-efficacy through, through exhortation as we continue to grow in community. In order to activate a healthy sense of self-efficacy in community and to walk in visible fruit through love, we must encourage each other as learners to accomplish tasks, give encouraging feedback, Continue to model authentic altruism and healthy self-efficacy through relationships and provide successful experiences for one another in community. You are loved in Christ.